0: Over time, I've noticed that that stuff, it helps set my day up for success.
1: So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn, And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Elite Agent Secret Show. Today, we're joined by Andy Hunt. He's been in real estate for the last six years. He's also the host of the national TV show, Selling Nashville, powered by the American Dream. He's the top 1% agent in the greater Nashville area. He's a coach, a trainer, an investor. He's got all his own rentals, and he's out there crushing deals. Today, we're going to be discussing his morning routine, surrounding yourself with positive people, and studying the market. Andy, thanks for agreeing to come on the show and share some of your secrets to success. How are you Absolutely. doing? Absolutely.
0: Good, good. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it.
1: So, the way we like to start this, although I'm going to put you on the spot, what were your deals last year from your team or from you personally? Because the Like way how we many? Like to start Every show, yeah, is take us sure. back six years and take us on a bit of a path over the last six years. How many deals have you done each year and kind of the growth trajectory?
0: It's definitely grown. My, my first year I had about 17 deals and then uh, most recently about 40 deals. And so uh, very heavy reliant on sphere of influence in the beginning. I also paid for a lot of leads in the beginning. I think that's a great way to generate some business. Um, and then the goal for me was to move away from the paid leads and focus more on sphere of influence and friends and community.
1: Got it. So was it a pretty linear growth from 17 all the way up to uh, 40?
0: It was. Um, It's been fairly consistent um, each year and uh, hope to continue that growth forever.
1: <laughs> keep going so is it just you as a solo agent no as well? it's not
0: i'm i'm blessed i'm on a team i've got a wonderful team leader he's a dear friend of mine he's been doing real estate for over 20 years i've known him for 15 plus years and uh he's a he's a great guy smart dude and then there are five other agents on the team besides the two of us and then we have two amazing uh, administrative uh aides that that just i mean i i couldn't sleep Without them, (laughs) we've got a transactional manager who just crushes all the transaction side of things, make sure all the documents are buttoned up and make sure all the communications good between the various sides and the title company and insurance companies and inspectors. And then we've got an amazing director of PR and marketing um, who crushes all of our listings and team marketing and events and all that kind of stuff.
1: Helps do all that. That's awesome. That's awesome. So when it, uh, I was, I was just thinking like 17, even in your first year is good going, but you mentioned you paid for leads. What were the sources you used? Did you kind of go the whole Zillow, OpCity, Realtors route? Is that, is that kind of the path you chose?
0: The only leads that I've, I've paid for, um, have been Zillow leads. And I started in a, in a zip code. Uh, if, if you don't know, Zillow leads are, are, usually zip code based and then price based based on the uh, average cost of a house in that zip code. And so I was new. I didn't have a lot of capital. So I chose a zip code, uh, that I could afford and, um, and, and get into. And I met a lot of great people that became clients and repeat clients, uh, through that process. Uh, and then I tried to move up in a few zip codes. Um, and and found that a, a few of the price points that were more expensive just weren't as advantageous uh, of a of a payout. So remained uh, in a couple of the smaller zip codes, and um, for a while,
2: and then got out two years ago.
1: Got it. Can you can you walk
2: us through a little bit of what your process looked like from you know somebody opting in to you getting them in the car to closing the deal?
0: Yes, absolutely. So. I think that, um, and I think that the biggest thing for me is understanding what their needs are and what they know about the market, what they don't know about the market, and just asking questions to get to know somebody. Um, when you're dealing with a cold lead, sometimes you do need to just meet them at the property, especially when you're first starting out. I mean, even if, I know that we say that, hey, you know, qualify leads and and make sure that you're not just showing people around and you're not a taxi cab driver, et cetera. But when you're first starting out, you actually do get a lot of benefit from just showing leads houses. I mean, you get into houses, you see other parts of town, you learn how to ask questions and talk to people. Um, so you're developing your skills even when you're first beginning with leads that may not even pan out. And I think that a lot of that's okay because it begins to get our feet wet. So just want to make sure that um, I'm asking them questions to learn more about them and discover what their interests are, discover why they're looking for a home, discover why they're interested in the current home that maybe they found on Zillow, and then see if I can't immediately you know, set them up on a search or find them other homes to go look at as well. Um, you do want to make sure that they're qualified to buy a home. A lot of them uh, don't understand that process and are, are anxious and nervous to talk to not only a real estate agent, but a, a lender. And they have to understand that, hey, we're all here to help you um, achieve your goal of being a homeowner. And so give that lender a call. I've got lenders to to recommend to you and they're they're nice people. Um, and let's go figure this out. Let's go see how we can help.
3: I think a big thing too, sorry, that you did, Andy, that a lot of people don't understand because I did a, I did a lead gen for twelve years. I've recently stopped just because where I'm at. I've just made other choices in my career. But that's a really good point that a lot not a lot of people talk about, especially when you're new. Because when you're new, here's the thing: like you can be a realtor for a year, and if you've only done two transactions, a realtor that's done four transactions their first month is more experienced than you technically because they've done more deals. And where do you get experience by doing deals, taking people out? I don't think very many people talk about. Hey, look. Um, go get as many at bats as you can get at the very beginning. Eventually you'll transition out. You'll get better with your scripts, but it's like, go show homes. If you've never show home, you got to learn. Like, even if this person's truthfully wasting your time, it's look at it still at the beginning as a gift because you're getting some knowledge, at least on how to do it because the, you know, you're going to get a hot lead or you're going to get somebody wants to buy. And if you're walking in, you know, absolutely nothing. You're probably going to lose that deal, so look at it as you're training yourself for whenever somebody actually wants to buy. So that's a really good perspective that I haven't heard in a really long
1: time. So I really like that a lot. That's the best thing about online leads. It's the it's the it's the speed at bat. That. Like that's the power of online leads. You're not like holding everything on on like one referral. You're like I've got to close this fucking person. Like it's do or die. It's like no, you get. You know that's why we love Facebook as well. It's like you can pay five hundred bucks, thousand bucks, get over hundred leads a month. You know, and you'll end up speaking with 30, 35, 40 of them, and that's 40 at-bats a month. That's one a day of like a person you're actually practicing on. I mean, fun fact for everyone listening, for those that don't know a little bit of, say, mine and Brad's, Brad's backstory, when we partnered up very originally, I think you were closing, I don't know, 500 deals a year or something, which seems tiny for you now. But I think back then, 95% of your leads were online when we first met. It was like 95%. And that's why you were coaching people. on like, this is how you close online leads. Cause it was like, that's all you were doing. And it was like, I just spent a shitload of money on ads. (laughs) I forget how many, you're probably doing 500 deals a year back then. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, and
0: we have to remember too, like one of the first things that I said when we started this was I joined a team with my good friends. Like he's already a successful agent. He already has a database. Oh, and turns out a lot of my database is in his database. Right. And so this was an opportunity for me to go make mistakes, to go learn things, to go try scripts, to go do things with people that didn't know me, that, mm. that weren't coming to me because I was their friend, because I had two good friends that were in real estate and they really had a majority of my sphere of influence at the time. And so this sure. was an opportunity for me to say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go meet some new people, try some things, learn, fail. And continue to move forward, and it turned out really great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, what wanted to? Oh, Peter, we we kept interrupting. Pete has been <laughs> jumping at the bit to ask the question, so go for it.
2: <laughs> well, so I I don't want to Andy let you off the hook so easily, right? Because uh-uh, we uh-uh. deal with this all all the time. And I think what you gentlemen are talking about is yes, you get the times of bats, right? But how can you increase your odds of actually getting in the car, getting for the other person to show up? Because we know that a lot of internet leads may have a little bit of a longer time frame, right? So they're coming in on an ad, they're coming in looking at a property. How do you have that conversation to, hey, I'm a complete stranger to I will trust you, meet you at the property and then go from there? Because that's the biggest obstacle. If you can get in front of them, your chances of closing them go up significantly, right? Yep. But if you just send them a list of homes where we see a lot of drop off, I mean, lead comes in, you ask how many beds, how many baths, all the requirements, then you set them up on the MLS and then what? You know, they become like a ghost. They put on the Halloween costume of being Casper and all of a sudden you can't get a hold of them. I struggle with this personally myself as well, right? So okay. what did, what did you do to close at such a high ratio in such a compressed time frame To get in front of people or how to, you know, get them back. Um, Because I think that's really where the magic lies is that how to build that relationship. What questions were you asking that allow you to build that trust and that relationship? So you are able to actually close those deals or even show them houses and go on the contract.
0: Yep. So I treat it like uh, a doctor's office. And so what I mean by that, uh, follow me here, stay with me, is you you go to the doctor's office and you fill out this long form of all these things that are wrong with you, your family history, you, you have a broken leg, whatever it is you're going to the doctor for. And you get to the doctor and he sits down and he says, hey, so tell me, what's going on today? And it's like, well, dude, I just spent two hours in your lobby filling out a chart. Like, you know what's going on with me, it's right in front of you. But what it does is, is it, it, gets the, it gets the client, it gets the patient just talking. And so when I get that phone call from a new lead or whether it's a Zillow lead or a current client or someone who needs help, it's like, hey, tell me what's going on today. It's the first thing I say to them. They go, well, I found this home at 123 Main Street and I just love it. Oh, it's so exciting. Tell me what you love about the home. Well, it's right near and they just go off and they, and, I, and I try to get them excited about the home. And then when it's a cold lead, because Zillow leads, paid leads are cold leads. Those are different than a referral. Those are different than a hot lead. And so the, the cold lead that comes in that is you know, looking to buy that house from Zillow or, or, or with you via Zillow, um, you got to do your thing, your presentation at the house. Let's go get them excited about the house. I love it. Have you talked to a lender yet? No worries. I can send you a couple. That's fantastic. Do you understand the home buying process? Great. And you kind of talk to them, talk through them uh, with some things, uh, show them that you, hey, I've, I understand what's going on. And you know what, when you're brand new and you kind of don't know what's going on, that's okay too. Just get to the house, get to the house, have your presentation ready. When you're in the kitchen, you can you can say, hey, this is an awesome house. What did you think? Tell me more. I love that. Tell me more. Well, Hey, listen, here's a, here's a handout about my team and I, or here's a handout about me. I wanted to kind of talk to you about our process and see if we can't find you any, any other properties. And of course, if, if you're in the home, one of the first things you should say to them, once you're kind of doing this is what did you think? Do you want to make an offer? You know, you should always be asking them, even if, I mean, I had a client one time, you're like, Oh man, that thing in the back, I can't, I can't deal with it. I was like, is that a deal breaker? He was like, no. I was like, you want to make an offer? He's like, yeah. I was like, all right, let's go. So, I mean, I think the the biggest important thing is on the front end on the phone, it's relaxed. It's not salesy and it shouldn't be. It's a relationship business. And so it's just, hey, tell me what's going on. Tell me what you need. Tell me what you found. That's exciting. That's fantastic. Let's go check it out and then meet him there. Once you're there in person, as you mentioned, Then you can begin to kind of give your spiel or give who you are and see if you can't. All right. Hey, let's get the calendars out. We didn't find it on this one, but what's your schedule like tomorrow? That's great. Let's go look at some houses tomorrow. Sound good? Fantastic.
1: Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show.
2: Yeah, so it looks like you're 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 just trying to get them to look at houses. So yes, you set them up on the search, but then you're doing the quote-unquote qualifying part more so when you're in front of them, when you see them, as opposed to trying to do it a little bit up front.
0: When you first start, we're talking about, right. We're talking about when you first start, because again, it goes back to the value we talked about earlier of just getting out, driving, hitting the road. You can now with social media and you're a brand new agent, you can be like, Hey, I'm showing houses today. Going to check out one, two, three main street, you know, boom. It shows people that are following you that already know, like, and trust you that you're out doing real estate.
1: So, With that in mind, when you're starting your day and everything that, um, is going on in today's world and stuff that people can do for themselves, your first topic is to do with your morning routine, time blocking and your daily checklist. So unpack why that's your first secret to success.
0: Well, I think that I've, I've just followed so many people before me. And again, this is not about reinventing the wheel. We shouldn't, um, um, I think there's a famous quote from Mike, one of my coaches, Tom Ferry, who says R and D, which we all know is research and development, but I think he says repeat and and or and duplicate or rip off, rip and duplicate. off and duplicate, <laughs> baby. Thank you, thank you, yes, thank you. And, and it's so true. We need to. What are the guys doing that are highly successful that came before us? And I kept seeing this theme pop up, whether it was from Gary Keller's book, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. Or from uh, the Miracle Morning for real estate agents, and it just had this theme that was, you know, you wake up and you you, you pray, meditate, spend some quiet time, uh, read something, read, journal, daily gratitudes, affirmations, um, all these various things that you do consistently each morning to move you forward emotionally. And mentally and physically. And so um, I began to find ways to incorporate these things and figure out what works for me. I was already good at getting up early and working out. I've always enjoyed working out. But the other things like the daily journal, the taking just one page and writing my thoughts from the previous day, uh, and then giving gratitude, writing down three gratitude top you know points, uh, from the last 24 hours, that's really hard for me because sometimes I'm like, I kind of forget what happened the day before. Um, so I'm trying to remember like, what am I grateful for just from yesterday? But over time, I've noticed that that stuff, it it helps set my day up for success. And then of course, lead generation is our ultimate job, a lot of agents would say. And so making sure that at the end of my morning routine is this great lead generation Time where I can reach out to current clients or past clients or uh, sphere of influence and just talk to people and see how they're doing. And you can always find a, a reason to call them. I mean, the pandemic was a huge reason to get out on the phone and check in on people. How are you feeling? How are you doing? And of course, right now, with the way the market has hit the brakes with the real estate market. Um, it's a great reason to call and talk to people and say, Hey, what are you hearing? What are your concerns? What are your fears? And just kind of talk to them about what, what actual, you know, what actually is going on. So for me, my morning routine looks like, and you might think I'm crazy here. I think I'm crazy. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but I get up at four and, um, crazy, crazy. Thank you. And, um, (laughs) I start, I start, I start with the call map and then I read a, a Bible verse um, I have my gratitude journal, my affirmations, and I begin to read a book. And currently I'm on Atomic Habits. It's a fantastic book. And so I'm reading that book and I read until it's time to go to the gym and I work out with a great group of guys. And we start working out around five o'clock every morning. And so I work out from five to six and then uh, come home, 637, shower back in the hot seat. Um, uh, it's seven really by hot seat for me. I mean, I've got my laptop open and I'm doing some more stuff, but I'm still with my family. My kids are eating breakfast. My my wife's either at the gym or, or eating breakfast with us. And then from there, I should be sitting down at my desk by nine to, uh, make my phone calls. And this sounds very regimented and it is in a lot of ways, but you often hear that true freedom True freedom is built in that, in that schedule. It's built in that discipline. And that's something for, I think, real estate agents. We often think, man, we're coming into this thing. I'm an entrepreneur. I can set my own schedule. I can do my own thing. But the reality is like, yes, you can. And if you don't do your own thing, there's so many agents that you could be left behind. And so what are the things that we can do to move our business forward? And so that's why my morning routine uh, is so important for me to uh to to help move move items forward for me. Does that make sense?
3: Do you go to bed at 6 p.m. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I go to bed not that early because I put the kids in bed at seven. Um, I usually try to get in bed around nine. Uh, sometimes okay. I'm asleep by 10. Um in a perfect world I should be technically asleep at or in bed asleep at eight. Um but that does not happen. So it's usually so nine.
1: You, you're not out at the pub or the bar. See,
3: that's the thing. Like, there's two, and this is like, there's two different. Here's my morning routine. That's how hungover I am. He wakes up, bottle of whiskey, glass, <laughs> drink. <laughs> so, do I get on these Zooms with pants or without pants? How am I going to do this and not puke? Like, it's like completely, <laughs> completely, completely.
0: It's very up. similar. <laughs> it's very similar. Hey, we all, we all have a routine. It's got, you know, it works. It's working for you. It got me here.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Well, it's sort of working for me, but sort of not. Decides to wipe, buy his wife a G Wagon for their anniversary. Guaranteed, not sober making that purchase. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, uh, no, I was half cut, but, was, but I was
3: negotiating. Yeah, that's it. Uh, there's some truth to that for sure. <laughs>
1: I love it. So when it comes to your daily kind of routine, if we just elaborate a bit more on morning routine, just throughout throughout the day, do you actually structure your day rigidly or do you have a bit more fluidity to your kind of working day or are you say between nine and 12 is lead gen and then, but from 12 to like five is like appointment time and people fit in there. Like is your day still as structured as your morning or is it a little bit more fluid?
0: It, it is. And, and I think, I think too, for me, you know, I'm, I'm 45. I, I was a, I was a bartender, you know, uh, for gosh, 15 years in the restaurant business. And I, I had this very free schedule. Um, and for me with ADD, cause I straight up have ADD, um, it, I needed the structure. I needed to have, um, a schedule telling me what to do or where I should be there's so many times where we can get, especially in real estate, we can get the phone calls, the text messages, the interruptions to our day. Um, and I need those little reminders of, Hey, where do I need to be? What, what am I trying to do to get back on task? So two things I've done. One of them, one of them is time blocking. And I am I'm very specific with time blocking, uh, throughout my day, even to the end of the day. And I don't say things like, you know, breathe or eat dinner, or go to the bathroom. But, um, you know, other than that, it's, it's pretty close. And, and the thing about time blocking that I had to really remember when I got into it was you had to allow transition times. You couldn't just say, I'm going to go to the gym, get done at seven, and then I'm going to start work at seven. It's like, well, are you going to shower or drive commute? You're going to eat? Like there's got to be that transition time. So you have to be realistic in your schedule too. And it took me a while to move it around and get it to where it is today. And it'll continue to change. Um, but it is pretty, pretty, uh, structured. Um, and then even be, even beyond that, here's, you know, I learned this, this little hack from a friend of mine who, who read it in in a book. Um, and I'm drawing a blank on on the author, but basically you take a spreadsheet and I've created what I call before noon and it's these, uh, top items here. And it's just like, this is an example of it and it's these it's these top items that i keep on my desk and i wake up and i just check them off throughout the day so if i do get distracted or if i do have to make a phone call or if i do have to how can i get back on the tasks to make sure i complete everything i want to complete by noon so that when when noon happens i can hit a lunch meeting with a friend with a with a client with someone in my sphere of influence And then after that, I can either be in appointments or I can work um, on my business versus in my business, right? You guys have heard that expression before. Everything in the morning, I'm going to be in the weeds, in the business. Uh, In the afternoon, I might have appointments or I might be working on a new social media play or I might be focusing on a a new mailer that I might want to get out or just something kind of uh, that's not generating immediate business like phone calls and and, uh, lead generation.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below.